All right, welcome on in, everybody. I am Zach Peter, but you should already know that. And if you don't, what the fuck are you doing with your lives? Welcome on in. We are taping this live on Thursday night, live on the Instagram. However, you are probably, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you're probably getting a rebroadcast on Friday morning. Same thing on the YouTube, but I am with you in the live chat, and we are going to be breaking so much down today. What a yes, Box Boy Rich, the Zach Pack. Yes, that's it. That is This is officially Zach Pack in full effect. Welcome on in, everybody. Okay, so we have a lot to break down tonight. So we're going to be talking about um, Bethany Frankel and the comments that she made about Dennis because like, boom, how explosive was that? Was that? I was like, oh, Bethany is coming in with it. Uh, we're going to be talking about the reunion and some of the rumors that we've heard about the reunion and some of the false rumors that we've heard about the reunion. We will then after be doing the Real Houses of Beverly Hills um recap and we have an Atlanta casting update or at least new rumors. Hi, Zach Pack. Hi, Sailor Easton. The Zach Pack is lit tonight. Hi, Katie. Oh, my God. I love you guys so much. Thank you. It's been a rough week, so I'm, like, excited to chat and be with all of you and, like, live in this moment. All right. So why don't we start? Let's, from the top, make it drop. Okay. So, well, actually, before we get into all of the tea, I have to, like, so many people in the fucking Instagram and in the YouTube comments are like pissed off that this this week we kicked off book club with Erica Jane's book. And I get it. I get why you're pissed. I get why you want to hate me and whatever. Like I discussed it before, but let's just like, you know, set it straight for everybody new for the, you know, the bitches in the back. So, yes, I was hesitant about doing Erica Jane's book. We did Dorinda's book, and I was kind of like, mm, do we want to do Erica's book? I think some people are going to be, they're going to think it's off color. They're going to think it's inappropriate. They're going to be like, I don't want to invest my money in that. So I was like very clear from the beginning. If you want to participate in book club and you want to purchase the book, you can purchase the book. If you don't want to purchase the book, you don't have to purchase the book. I've said you can check it out at a library. You can get a second hand. You can buy a used copy on Amazon. You can borrow a copy from a friend. If you already have a copy, just dust it off and bring it back out. Or if you don't want want to contribute that money to Erica, that's totally fine. I get it. I have a copy. I will be breaking it down here every Tuesday. I'll be recapping it for you. So you don't even have to read the book. You don't even have to read any of her words because I'll recap them for you every Tuesday live on the Instagram and it'll be uploaded to the YouTube. The thing is, Yes. And I know a lot of people, a lot of you guys, and I'm very grateful we're jumping in the comments and you were like, but we all voted for this book. You know, book club voted for Erica Jane's book. So it's not Zach's fault. And I appreciate you coming to my defense. However, at the end of the day, the responsibility falls back on me because I decided to move forward with it regardless. And so, yes, we are reading Erica Jane's book. It's a huge fucking case. We're going to be breaking this down because we're heavily invested in everything that she's done and said, yes, you guys voted, but the the responsibility is still on me. And I have to, I'm not going to put that off onto everybody else and be like, no, you guys voted for it. It's not my fault. It's your fault. No. I, it's my book club. It's our book club. But I'm leading this book club and I, you know, was complicit in this as well. We're all curious about it. So we're going to dissect it. If you don't want to buy the book, you don't have to buy the book. If you want to watch the video, watch the video. If you don't want to watch the video, then don't watch the video. It's all good. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Trust me. I've, you know, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Um, if you want to, I would love to have you in book club because it's fun. We do quizzes. We do giveaways. We have a good time. I have a copy. You don't need to buy one if you don't want one. You can just, if you opt out, I totally understand. I'm not going to cry myself to sleep as much as I'm pretty sure you think I will with your nasty comments. Trust me, my hair is still going to look cute tomorrow. Okay. Um, okay. 
That said, book club aside, every Tuesday, live, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, uh, 9.30 Eastern, every Tuesday night, we'll be breaking down the next three chapters. We break down three chapters a week. Okay, that said, that out of the way, let's dive into the Bethany Frankel of it all. I think I'm going to need an actual whew, sip of my rosé, nofilterwine.com. Sorry, I know some of you guys hate when I may have too long of introductions. Okay, so Bethany Frankel on her podcast, Just Be, because she's not Be Real anymore because Be Real got canceled and now she's Just Be. Bethany Frankel is coming in to mention it all. And she's like, yo, Andy Cohen, yo, Kyle Richards. I told y'all Erica Jane was B-R-O-K-E broke. <sighs> so let's break it down. So. Bethany shared that she heard from her ex, Dennis. If you'll remember, I believe it was season 10, Bethany's last season. Dennis is the boyfriend that passed away of a drug overdose. She was on and off with him. He was the one that at the reunion, Luann was like, you're sleeping with the married man. And Bethany's like, I'm not sleeping with the married men. Mention it all. And you're a slut and you, you fuck everybody. Well... Bethany said that Dennis, as we know, Dennis was a he was a lender. He was a bank lender. He worked in the financial industry. So she's saying that Dennis told her that Tom had been loaned money from Dennis's bank. I don't know. I don't I don't think, I don't believe it was Dennis personally that lent him money. But Dennis did work in the financial world and did give out loans. And so apparently, according to Dennis, Tom Girardi was known for taking out a lot of high interest loans. He was known for just taking out a lot of loans altogether and also known for being a big spender. So he shared this with Bethany because if you remember, there was a crossover where Bethany came on and did a little cameo on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when they went out to New York. It was Erica Jane's first season, remember? And Erica showed her the music video. And Bethany's like, I don't get it. I don't get it. What's your brand? What's your brand? And then Erica Jane was like, well, anybody can make a, a margarita. And Bethany's like, well, yeah, anybody could make a margarita, but can you make it into a multi-billion dollar business, bitch? And Erica Jane was like, it's expensive to be me. Eh, eh, eh. Anyway, Bethany said that a lot of people knew that Tom was was taking out or not a lot of people, but a lot of people in the financial industry. That's where we have to get specific because some of the blogs are picking it up and they're taking it a little out of context. She said that in that lender world, in the world of the banks and the financial business, that they all knew about Tom, which makes me kind of question things because if they all knew about Tom, then why were they all still loaning him money? Was he that sweet of a talker? Was he that great at just like giving blowjobs? Like how was he getting them to give him all of these loans? I don't know. I don't know. Not expensive to be me. It is expensive to be her, but she was expending beyond her means. It was very expensive to be her. She just didn't have the cash flow to sustain how expensive it was to be her. And that's why we now see her shopping at TJ Maxx, which we can get to later on if somebody reminds me in the live chat. We'll talk about the TJ Maxx stuff because I think people are being a little dramatic, but I do think those were stage paparazzi pictures. Fuck it. We'll just get into it now. We saw her photographed in TJ Maxx. I think they're staged... Like she did say, I, I shot at TJ Maxx before. It's not that big of a deal. I'm sure she has shopped at TJ Maxx before. Like very wealthy people are also very cheap people. Like you'll be surprised. The 99 cent store in Beverly Hills is like one of the, the most popping Beverly Hills stores because these motherfuckers are cheap AF and they don't want to spend more than a penny on anything. That's why a lot of them ask for freebies and all of that stuff. Um, but I do think the TJ Maxx photos were staged because they were inside the store. And typically like, okay, fine. If a paparazzi photographs her getting into her car outside of her house, fine. They know where she lives, whatever. They're probably waiting for her to come out because there's a highly publicized case. Walking down the street, okay, fine. I'll give her that one. 
um, inside of a TJ Maxx store, that's where I'm a little iffy. That's where I'm a little iffy. Um, okay, but back to Bethany. So Bethany said that at the time that Dennis gave her this information, she had also shared this information with Andy Cohen and with Kyle Richards, basically saying that she knows that Erica Jane is living beyond her means because she knows Tom Girardi is taking out a lot of, of big loans, and apparently he hasn't paid a lot of these loans back. To be fair, at the same time, Tom Girardi also gave out a lot of really big loans as well. There, I mean, the financials and the books are so messy that it's possible that he was just writing things off as loans because now we see that he was writing, he was paying for Erica's personal Amex bill and then writing it off as loans to EJ Global, which I always clarify with people because people are like, how does she not know that the money was going into her bank account? The money never went into her bank account. She would pass the bills and the Amex bill over to Tom. Tom would pay for them and then write it off on his taxes as if Girardi Keys had given EJ Global a loan. But the money, like she's actually telling the truth with that, that the money never went into her account. They never gave her money directly. It was just the expenses they, they were paying on her behalf, her personal expenses that his company was paying for. Still wrong, but just, you know, to clarify that. So Bethany also, I remember this back from 2018 and I redug up the interview that she did with Money Magazine. And it was basically where she said that she knew a lot of these housewives were living beyond their means. And at the time I was like, is she talking about Ramona? She's probably talking about Sonia. Like she's shading her fellow housewives. However, I love Target too. I love Target. Target is the bomb.com. I love it. Target. I love me some Marshalls. I like a little TJ Maxx. I like it all. It is, it's moderately priced to be me. So Bethany in the interview with Money Magazine back in 2018 said the housewives were living beyond their means. I thought it was probably like her fellow co-stars. Now it looks like she was also kind of shading Erica Jane at the same time, knowing that Tom Girardi was taking out a lot of loans. Now, does that mean Erica Jane necessarily knew? I mean, it's starting to sound like me. Like, how do you not know that your husband's taking out a lot of these loans? But when you talk to people, when I've talked to people that were close to them, whether they worked with them or not, they said that Erica was a really big spender and Tom was a really big spender. And he did it out of like ego to prove that he could spend. Like I've talked to former employees who are like, he never sacrificed a dime. He would take us out to dinner and just at like fancy places and just pay for everything because it fed his ego. And he tried to like fake it to make it seem like he got it like that. And so he would take very good care of us to make it seem like he got it like that. And now we're seeing Tom Girardi did not got it like that. He got it like broke, like his ankle and his brain and his car and everything else and his house that was broken into. Um, so my thing is, it's like, why are you spending so much money if you're in debt? Like, did you have an addiction to spending money? Did you have an addiction to the ego that like, you know, the clout that people thought you were like, it's really confusing as to why he would continue to spend. And if you talk to people close to them, they'll say Erica was a big spender and he would continue to spend it all on her and would let her like not, you know, he would let her do whatever she wants, spend whatever she wants. She said she was spending $40,000 a month on glam. And, you know, he never put her on a budget. And I think it was because he was trying, he liked having the trophy wife and he liked being able to like keep her in his pocket. And he was probably also afraid that as she was becoming more independent, she was going to be leaving on her own. And it also made me think, was this part of the reason she joined Housewives? 
you know, because she eventually started to become more independent. And the, the further into housewives she got, the less in, out in public we would see her, aside from the few scenes that he would come and film with her on Housewives. She was stopped going to him to uh, she stopped going with him to all these charity events. Then we see that Amber Ringler, who's the travel agent that is now the rumored girlfriend, she was kind of fulfilling those ob- those obligations and duties that Erica used to do back at the beginning of their marriage. Now Amber was coming into the picture and she was Tom's arm candy and, ac- and escorting him to all of these events and stuff. And it makes me think like, has she been planning leaving him for a while? Has it been since she first started going on Housewives and realizing, oh, I can actually make my own money? Homeboy is probably, she probably maybe was starting to catch on to the fact that they were having some sort of financial issues. That's why you hear her in recent interviews in the past couple of years saying, oh, well, you know, I'm now starting to pay for all of my own bills. Like, I don't need to rely on Tom as much. I think she may have been laying down that groundwork for a minute. Because they, like I said, they were spending less and less time together. But I mean, this bombshell from Bethany basically saying, I mean, what did she actually know that he was taking out loans? And when people take out a lot of loans and they haven't paid them back, it just means that they, you know, are seemingly have a lot of um, financial issues seemingly not having the money that they, th- they think that they have. So, I mean, but it says a lot, the fact that they were spending so much money and they didn't have as much money coming in, but then now knowing that she was kind of going off on her own and making her own money. Zach has the receipts. What receipts do I have? What are you guys talking about? You know, I always come with the receipts. I don't spit out bullshit. I don't listen to the, Like I saw, <sighs> I hate these damn like blind items and the demois bullshit, which we'll get into with the reunion stuff. But like I saw one today that was like, oh, you know, there's this this West Coast housewife didn't, you know, has talked about these car accidents, but there's no police records of any of them. And I'm like, Bitch, there's a fucking police record of the second one. The first one, no, but the second one, but like we've gotten into all of that. And I come up with timestamps and articles. Like I always bring receipts, but that's why when people send me like Demois stuff or blind items, like none of that shit is vetted. Anybody can send any of that in and they can make up anything. I can literally say Andy Cohen ate my asshole last night and it would probably end up as a blind item or as a demois posting because that's how unchecked and unvetted they are. And to be fair, I don't think either of them say that this is realty, but they release it as if it's realty and then people take it as if it's realty. And I'm like, let's cut the fucking bullshit, you guys. Andy Cohen did not eat my ass. I wish he did. He looks like he's great at it, but it didn't happen. Okay, let's talk about the reunion. (laughs) <laughs> this is where I get like really like hashtag no filter because like I have a I have a little drinky drink in me. Um, but did the majority of that 25 million happen from when she started Housewives? No, the 25 million began back in 2008. God, I really hope it's going to get back to Andy that like this fucking blonde podcaster is saying that he ate his at like it's going to get like misconstrued at some point. Um Hold on. What was the comment? Uh, Did the majority of the 25 million happen when she started Housewives? No, it happened. It started back in 2008. The 25 million, the accumulation. She was spending about 2 million per year is what it was. 12 years ago. Yes, that's correct. But she still spent 24 million. Yes, she did. But like if your man's like, I'm a big boss, I got the money, you're gonna be like, fuck yeah, let me charge up the credit card. Listen, if that were my sugar daddy, I'm not asking him where the money's coming. Like put yourself in that situation. If you got a sugar daddy like Tom Girardi that's got the governor and all the judges in his pocket, are you really gonna be like, where's this money coming from? I need to know. Like tell me everything. 
You don't give a fuck. You're like, pay my bills and eat my ass. Um, okay. Let's talk about the reunion. But yeah, that is a lot of money. Two million a year. But okay, but here's the other thing, because I was thinking about this the other day. Two million a year is a lot of money for one person to be spending. You know what I mean? But then at the same time, when you look at the fact that, yes, it was two million a year, but he was bu- he bought her her music career. So literally all the music videos, all the concerts, when she's going out there performing in Mykonos, guess who's paying for that? Guess who's paying to fly her glam out there? Guess who's paying for all the stage setup? She didn't have like a real production company behind her that was doing all of this. Tom was forking that bill. So when you think about the concerts that she was performing and making it onto the billboards charts, like that sounds successful, but I mean... She's literally paying for all of that. She's literally buying all of that. She's buying the production and the stage managers and all of that stuff. So that shit adds up. When you're doing a concert tour, like Ariana Grande spends money on her tours. You know what I mean? But she's also profitable enough to be able to like compensate that money. I never make your lives because I'm on the East Coast and work early, but I'm happy to watch the live the next day. Oh, I'm so glad that you get to catch up the next day, Cassie. I'm glad you got to tune in live tonight as I'm talking about Andy Cohen eating my asshole. Okay, so let's talk about the reunion because there was some some rumors. I heard a rumor. I didn't spread a rumor. I heard a rumor that Evan was sucking dick in the bathroom, um, in the gym bathroom. So a couple of rumors. First of all, there was a rumor by Demois. Demois, I love you, but like you need to check some of your shit sometimes. Rumor by Demois that there was an altercation, that there was a bitch slap or a, a heavy slap at the reunion. And people were like, who was it? Did Erica Jane slap somebody? Did she slap Sutton? Did she slap Andy? Who did she slap? Who got slapped? And people are like, it was Crystal because Crystal's a bitch. And I'm like, Crystal is a bitch. And that's why I love her. Um, there was no altercation. I confirmed that that was that is false. That is not true. There is no. There was no altercation. Nobody slapped anybody. Nobody hit anybody. Apparently, Rinna and Garcelle get into it pretty in, or they get into it. I don't know how intense. It depends. I haven't seen any of the footage, but from what I've heard, they get into it. I think there was like something that Garcelle brings up that like. Rena said and Garcelle's like you said this I heard that you said this and Rena's like I never said that and Garcelle's like own it baby own it and Rena's like I do own it baby I do own it and they got into it about that and you know all their other shit no altercation Garcelle and, and Rena have it out apparently a lot of the other girls have it out as well very emotional Andy does grow Erica I'm pretty sure legal prepared her I don't think legal approved any of her questions but what I think because ha- think about it even if legal approves all of Andy Cohen's questions the other women are still allowed to comment or respond or ask their own questions that legal can't vet you know what I mean so I'm pretty sure they did like the mock trial situation where they sat her down I would assume, and this is literally all speculation, I'm guessing that they would have done some sort of mock trial situation where they're like, okay, if they ask this, this is what you say. If you do this, this is like, I'm pretty sure they did the whole kind of mock situation where they tried to make sure she knew, like when, I don't know if anybody remembers when the Kardashians did like media counseling and they all had to come in and answer different questions and, you know, control their body language. And they were taught all of these different techniques of like, you know, what to do when you're put in an uncomfortable situation, media training. I'm pretty sure she went through a round of that going into the reunion. Do I know that as a fact? No, I don't. I would just assume. 
Um, but from what I've, so Andy does grill her. Apparently he spent a solid 90 minutes just diving into all of the legal stuff and all of the legal questions and all the women's questions are asked and answered. Apparently Erica answers everything. Uh, her marriage is addressed. The inconsistency, the inconsistencies in her stories that gets addressed as well at the reunion. The mistresses get addressed. The legal cases get addressed. The victims are addressed. All of it, Kyle Wavering, Dorit, like all of it gets addressed at the reunion. Um, so I'm pretty sure a lot of the reunion is going to be held by Erica. I just, I feel like she's in such an impossible situation though, because I feel like everybody watches every episode and they're just trying to pick apart every single bit of every everything she says. Like she can literally be like, oh, this thing happened at noon. And then I'll be out and I'll be like, okay, I looked into this. And according to it, it did happen at noon. It says here, you know, the police report says 1207. And then people in the fucking comments would be like, well, 1207 isn't noon. 1207 is seven minutes after noon. Therefore, it was in the afternoon and she's lying. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, it's still noon. Like, people need to, like, I feel like so many people are just trying to find inconsistencies in her story. I'm just trying to take it all at face value and dissect it and prove what I can prove and not what I can't prove and give theories with things that I think. Again, I'm trying to remain objective in all of this, but some of y'all just like want to validate the hate. And it's just like, yo, y'all, chill, chill. It's not that serious. Are you one of the victims? If not, then chill. But it, uh, I also hear that there's a lot of resolution that comes from the reunion as well. So that makes me happy. I like resolution. So we'll see how the reunion goes. I think it's going to be good. I know a lot of people are like, she's going to lie the whole time. Well, then fuck off. Fine. Then are you even going to watch the reunion? Like this woman can literally cry and they're like, the tears are fake. And then she cannot cry and they're like, she has no remorse. She has no feelings. She has no emotion. Pick a lane. Pick a lane and fucking stay in it. Reunion sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. I hope she does talk about it. I hope she does acknowledge the victims. Some people are going to say too little, too late. Have a sip of your wine. Why? Why? Why should I? <sighs> yes, she does exaggerate a lot. We'll get into that as we break down Beverly Hills. She exaggerates a lot. But then again, I was thinking, but like, so do all of we. Anytime we're telling a story, like, yeah, you exaggerate. Like maybe the car flipped over two times, but you're going to be like, it flipped over five times. Like, bitch, let me give you the scoop. Let me tell you what happened. Like, we all do that. So I'm not, like, as concerned or, like, you know, up in arms about it. And people are going to be like, you defend Erica. <sighs> no, I defend the truth. And until you give me something that proves other than what appears to be the truth, then I'll listen. Like TJ Maxx, I own that. I've said I think that was a stage paparazzi situation. Tom at the the, uh, the old folks' home. That looked like a stage paparazzi situation. Give me some real shit and I'll spit facts at you, but don't give me bullshit. Pretty cans, thank you. Are you talking about my wine cans or are you talking about my my bubbies? Because they're both great. Don't say it's not that serious. Um, ripping off widows and orphans is a little serious, hence people getting heated. Jenny, Jeannie, Jean. Yes, you're right. The situation is serious, but the situation also is the result of the happenings at the law firm. 
Okay. The law firm, which was run by Tom Girardi and his associates, none of those associates are being dragged into this. His son-in-law, David Lira, his daughter who was married to David Lira that was also receiving payments. Like nobody's bringing any of them into it. The shady ass people at the bankruptcy trustees office, like None of those people are being dragged into it. So when I say it's not that serious, I'm referring to the situation that we're seeing play out on a reality show. That's the entertainment piece. We're watching a reality show because we want to be entertained. People are literally dissecting the mascara. That's not that serious. That's not that big of a deal. Whether she's wearing waterproof mascara or not, that's where it's not that big of a deal. What's a big deal is all these fucking lawyers that worked at Girardi Keys that are in hiding right now that aren't on the line for paying any of the money they got back. So if you want to check me, boo, let's go. But that's what I'm saying is like we need to hold the people that were actually culpable in all of this that had a fiduciary responsibility to the clients. Those are the people we should be holding up. Those are the people we should be up in arms about. The governor, the California State Bar that allowed Tom Girardi, the one that's committed all of this, those are the people we need to be pissed at and directing all of this. Crying over Erica's mascara? Erica's mascara is bullshit. Erica telling us a story on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is so minuscule in the grand scheme of things. If you really want to get justice for the victims and you want to make the victims the priority, that's where the attention needs to be. I'm literally one of the only fucking podcasters that's even saying that because all the other people out there are trying to just crucify Erica. And what is that going to do for us at the end of the day? Hold the lawyers that were accountable accountable. What's the big deal? Is Ron Richards going after Erica instead of the partners in the firm? Yes, but to be fair, in Ron's defense, God forbid I even fucking say that, in Ron's defense, he was hired to investigate Erica. He was not hired to investigate anybody else at the law firm. His sole job is to investigate Erica. All right. The California State Bar has some splaining to do. The California State Bar has a lot of splaining to do. Hi, Tom. Guys, Tom is cute. If any, if Andy Cohen's going to eat anybody's ass, Tom should be in line with that one after me. Hi, Tom. Cheers. Listen to Tom's podcast because it's really good. Dumpster Dive. I was on it a couple months ago and it was juicy. It's Miss Juicy, baby. Who is Ron Richards? Great fucking question, Valerie. Great question. We don't even need to address it. Great question. Mm-mm-mm. Thursday nights are the bomb.com. Would love, would love it. Cheer. You would love Andy Cohen to eat your ass? Okay. All right. Shall we get into Beverly Hills? He volunteered to investigate her and hired. Yes. He volunteered to investigate Erica. And the bankruptcy at that point was like, fuck it. Come on. Let's go. And he is working on contingency. Are you getting the Miss Juicy Bobble? Oh, shut the fuck up. There's a Miss Juicy Bobblehead. Don't play me like that. If it's real, me and my brother, Sean, love Miss Juicy. Love her. I don't even watch the show. I've seen it a couple of times, but I just love her. Bravo. Hold the others accountable too. Who is Ron? Exactly. That's all we need to know is who. We don't even need to know Ron. Thursday is McClown free. Thank you, Box Boy Rich. Box by Rich, I'm going to give you the crown of the Zach pack for tonight. All right. Before we dissect Beverly Hills, let's talk about Real Housewives of... Real... Excuse me. 
Let's talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. So rumor has it Portia is not coming back. This is an unconfirmed rumor. It's just a rumor. I didn't start a rumor. I heard a rumor that Portia is not coming back. This rumor is according to Anthony Dominic. You'll remember Anthony Dominic used to be on TMZ. So he, I guess, still has connections. I don't think he still is a journalist. I think now he's just like a thought on Instagram. Um, and he posts like really cute pics. I think he has a boyfriend. I don't know. Anyway, he posted that Portia is rumored to be leaving Real Housewives of Atlanta, that she won't be coming back. Are we really that surprised after her whole debacle with Simon? I'm sure Kenya Moore was ready to drag her. Kenya Moore's like, you dragged me at the reunion and I'm about to drag you across this stage, girl. And Portia was like, "Uh uh-uh, no way, Jose, I'm not doing it. So apparently the rumor, the cast that is rumored to be coming next season, which has yet to go into production, is Drew, Marlo, Candy, Kenya, Sheree, and possibly a new girl. Drew, she was cute. She was fine. I would give her another season. I know some people hated Drew. I would give her another season. Um, Marlo, I don't know if I believe that. Hey, boo. Hey, T. Watts. Was. Zach went to the Elwood School of Lot. That's right. Why? Who's questioning me, rescued Boris? Who's trying to drag me right now? Tell me. Um, Drew, cute. Marlo, I don't know. They've always been very clear that they're not going to give Marlo a peach. So I don't know if I believe that Marlo is actually getting a peach this season. I know a lot of fans would be very happy about that. I don't know. IDK, how I feel about that. Candy, I mean, she's the OG. Kenya, Kenya always brings the heat. Uh, Sheree, yes. I know a lot of people are very happy about Sheree coming back. I'm actually very happy about Sheree coming back because then maybe more people will want to buy my Who Gon' Check Me Boo Rosé on sale at nofilterwine.com. Plug, plug, wink, wink. So Drew, Marlo, Candy, Kenya, Sheree, and a new girl. Is that a strong cast? I don't know. That doesn't sound like a very strong cast to me. Marlo, I think, is just really thirsty. Candy is fine. Candy, Kenya, and Sheree are fine, but do they have synergy? Do they have chemistry? Are they in contact? Like, are they going to mesh well? Like, this to me just seems like a mishmash of women in Atlanta without, like, cohesion. I think that's part of the reason New York tanked is because there's no glue holding them together necessarily. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. I love candy. Yes, I agree with you, Box Boy Rich. Seems weak. Uh, Dandy, Nene needs to come back. I think Nene could save it. Is Phaedra coming back? I don't believe Phaedra's coming back. I hear that there may be some other older cast members or former cast members that may be making some cameos, but apparently Sheree's the only one that's been offered an opportunity to have a peach. Who gonna check me, boo? So again, I don't know if these rumors are 100% true, but this is the current rumor that's out there. Porsche's leaving. These are the people that are in. We'll see how it goes. We need Phaedra. I actually think we could definitely use some Phaedra. Phaedra and Kenya and Sheree. Ooh, Candy being the peacemaker. Ooh, we can get rid of Marlo and Drew. Um, okay, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. This week's episode was It's Miss Juicy Baby. It was a good episode. Kyle telling the story about the car and the flipping over and the boom, 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 pow. It was a lot to take in, not going to lie. But as you saw on today's Instagram, it looks like the rumor checks out. We'll get into that. Um, Spa day, Kathy's house. I'm loving all the Kathy that we're getting. I don't, I mean, for her to only be a friend of, but for, for us to be getting her in several scenes every single episode, I'm like, Bravo got a discount on that one. And she's great. And she brings comic relief and I'm loving her. 
loving her. No Kim Z. Why you don't miss Kim Zolciak? Like current Kim Zolciak or OG Kim Zolciak? Why are so many people sending me fucking friend requests on Facebook right now? Don't they know I'm doing an Instagram live? I'm a professional, you guys. Kathy is great. Kathy said she'll never do full time. I don't think Kathy should ever do full time. I think we would ruin Kathy if she did full time. Um, Spa day, great. Loved it. I need to do spa day with the gold facials like Kathy did. I need to find out the gold facial, the gold mask that they have because I need it. Do you save these lives? Yes, I do save these lives. They are saved on Instagram. They are rebroadcast on YouTube so you can watch the full video there. It's been filmed over here. And then um, it's also released on the podcast. So you have three different avenues that you can tune into it from. Dorit's party also looked cute. What a fun little vibe with her wedding dresses. Um, I want to know the price point for these wedding dresses. I think oh, the, they were like $35,000. I think that's a really high markup for somebody that doesn't have a lot of experience designing wedding dresses. And y'all know I love me some Dorit. I love Dorit. But sometimes I'm like, Dorit, girl, what the fuck? Uh, but the, the party was cute given the circumstances. I think it looked great. Uh, Garcelle being saying that she was ganged up on. Part of me was like, oh, I roll really, Garcelle. But then another part of me was like, you know what? Respect on Garcelle. We need to put some respect on her name because Garcelle knows the assignment and she knows how to play it up. And she knows how when you ask her about the show, she's going to give you something and she's going to make headlines and she's going to make people excited to want to tune into the show. Is it annoying for the other women? Yeah. Is it annoying for us to kind of watch sometimes because we're watching it and and we're watching it all play out and we're like, but nobody's really ganging up on you. Calm down now. But were we excited when Garcelle said it a few months ago? Yeah. And I remember asking my Beverly Hills sources, I'm like, is this true? And my sources were like, no, that's not true. Nobody's getting it up on her. She's being dramatic. I'm like, okay. But you know what? Respect on her name because she knows how to get us all excited and ready to tune in. I love how you guys are like just going back and forth with each other. Gold spa with the lips. Yes, I agree. With the lips and the face and the neck and the hands. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about the meat of this episode. And that was the um, story with Tom and the burglar and all that shit. So as you saw on the Instagram, I went and I looked it up. I, I pulled up the old news stories of when the story first came out back in January about the burglary. Because at the time, there were a lot of rumors about the burglary being... Um, about the burglary being like staged, whatever. Now Erica's story is that the burglar came in, Tom confronted the burglar. We don't know what happened to the burglar. Did he get away? Did Tom hit him with a bat? Did Tom drive him into a ding-dong ditch? Nobody knows. We don't know what happened to the burglar. We just know Tom confronted the burglar. My My biggest question is what does that mean, confronted the burglar? How did he confront the burglar? The, I, my impression is the burglar got away inside job. Yes, I. A lot of people think it was a. It was a. It was a. An inside job. So burglar got away. I mean, if it were an inside job, to be fair to to that point, if it were, then it is very fair that Tom Jordy's like, yo, somebody just broke into my house. I don't know what happened. I just saw him. He ran. Like that actually does make sense. If it was an inside job, this does help. Um, I'll tell you how I interpreted the story. Again, objectively, I think too many people are watching it with the lens of wanting to pay Erica in a bad light. But from my lens and perspective, it looked to me like the burglar came in. Tom ran into him, was like, oh, clench my pearls. Take that over there. 
Joe. Um, and then Joe ended up running off with all the paintings and and the jewelry. But um, and then Tom called the police, and then the police came over, and they're like, "What happened?" And then they tried to call Erica because Erica was the emergency contact. Erica didn't answer the phone, which she admitted to Kyle. She didn't get. The, they called her at three a.m. She didn't get the call until later on when she realized she had missed the call at six a.m. She calls her son, sends her son over there to check on him to make sure he's okay because obviously she's in the midst of her divorce and she can't really get involved because now she's being sued and it's complicated. But I'm pretty sure she she still worries about the house and him and the jewelry she left in there. Um, so then the son comes and he scurries down and he's like, Tom, are you okay? And Tom's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. Don't, don't sue me or I'll ruin you, but I'm a good guy. Police do their report. They leave. Son's like, all right, mom, he's good. He's set. He has his glaucoma surgery today. So then Tom goes off to his regularly scheduled glaucoma surgery, goes, has surgery. The son's on his way home, ends up getting into a car accident. And then Eric is detailing the story to Kyle couple of days after the fact. A couple of things that people were hung up about about the story was it doesn't snow in Pasadena. You're right. It doesn't snow in Pasadena. But the funny thing is, is when I was looking at the timestamps and looking at the weather and the reports about weather at that time during that week, I was actually out there. I was right outside of Pasadena that same week because that's the same week that I was staying with my grandfather because my grandmother had to be taken to the hospital and put on life support. She ended up passing away. But that week I was staying there with him as we were waiting to see what happened with her. And so I was out there and I remember it being cold as fuck. And I remember it raining a lot. As we saw Dorit's party, it was raining. Um, Pasadena isn't in LA, LA. It's not the city city. So it is a little closer out to the mountains. So it does get a little colder. I do remember there being hail. Um, There have been very minor, very few incidences where it has snowed very lightly in Pasadena because my family is in Pasadena And I remember like one of my aunts was like, oh, the kids are outside and they're playing with snow. Like, can you believe it's actually snowing out in Pasadena? So, yes, it does snow. Like, it's not it's very, very rare. And on very rare occasion, it does happen. Going back to that week. And the reason I remember that week so vividly is because I wasn't at my apartment. I was staying with my grandfather out there and it was really cold. And I remember, you know, there was a hailstorm and we were like, whoa, what's going on? What's the hail? And I even remember, you know, because I was like trying to keep him occupied while my grandmother was dying in the fucking hospital. And I remember him like, you know, being like, look at the windows, look at the mountains, look at all the snow in the mountains. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. So based off of my own recollection, there was some element of truth to that. Now, Erica said that her son didn't live in Pasadena. He lived closer up north. Hold on. Wait a minute. Like Lisa Vanderpump, I'm showing up with the receipts. So I went and I looked at the map. I was like, well, what is technically up north? Because he does work for LAPD. So he has to be close to LA. So here's the map. Here's the map. Here's the map. Here's the map. So basically, all of this large fucking range of oh, it's a little hard to see it on the YouTube but this entire range out here is all technically considered LA LA's ooh what happened to my eyes oops sorry instagram so LA is this whole large radius and so basically so you have Pasadena Pasadena's over here LA's right here this is where I live I live in downtown Here's Pasadena, where Tom's at, closer into the mountains, where it gets a lot colder, okay? It gets a lot colder out here in the Pasadena, or here in the mountains. Up north is probably where he might live. So when you look at, okay, well, what's up north? So we have, 
Mal- well, we have Calabasas, which is where the Kardashians live, technically up north. We have the whole San Fernando Valley, which is more north. We have San Clarita, Santa Clarita. We have Simi Valley. We even have, if you want to go way up, way up here, we even have Ventura. I had a colleague that would be in court here in downtown LA and would commute down from Ventura all the way out to downtown LA. A lot of people don't want to live in LA, especially people that work in LA. They don't want to fucking fuck with LA. They don't want to live out there. That's why the Kardashians live way out in Calabasas. I mean, you even look at like Yolanda. Oh, shit. Yolanda, I'm doing my best here, guys. Um, Yolanda lived out here in Malibu. Beverly Hills is way down. Oops, shit. Yolanda lived out here in Malibu. Beverly Hills is way down here. Where's Beverly Hills? Down in this area. Yolanda was way up here. Erica was way down here. So, like, this is literally the full scope of L.A. It's so huge. Um, so it's possible that he could he could live up in Ventura. He might live in uh, Santa Paula. He could live in Fillmore. He could live. I mean, I even know of somebody that lived out in San Luis Obispo and would come down to L.A. So it's not uncommon if you really think about it and know the area. Um And the closer you are to the mountains, and if you look at these areas, there are a lot of mountains. So if it's hailing in Pasadena, then you can only imagine if he was further north and out of the city, how much worse the weather would have been. Because I literally posted a a news report from the LA Times that were like, whoa, it was hailing in Pasadena. That's crazy. It's Los Angeles and it's hailing. And people are like, well, Erica said, again, we'd like to focus on what she said that we think is wrong. They're like, well, Erica said he didn't live in Pasadena. He lived up north and it was snowing in Pasadena. Then that's a lie. And it's like, well, no, the reason I'm saying I'm showing you that there's proof that it, it hailed that week in Pasadena is because one hail is uncommon. Rain is already a big thing. Um, hail and those extreme cold weather that shows that where there would typically be cold weather, it's probably going to be 10 times worse if it's fucking hailing in Pasadena. So there may actually be some ounce of truth to that story. Am I saying it's all true? No. Am I saying maybe she exaggerated? Probably. Um, but it's possible that it was snowing and her son did get into a car accident. Did it flip five times? I don't think I believe his car flipped five times. Like, that's a lot of times. Like, it was doing, like, what, backflips? Like, what's going on here? Um, Tom and the surgery, a lot of people are fixating on that and saying, oh, well, you know, in when he appeared in court in February, he said that he had surgery and it was a glaucoma surgery. So he was probably having a glaucoma surgery and it wasn't because of the burglary. But I went and I watched back the scene a couple of times and she doesn't actually say, and this could be an editing thing, but she never actually says that the surgery surgery was as, was the result of the burglary. She just says he was burglarized and then the next day he had surgery on his eye. Which I mean in a sense is kind of a little jarring that like somebody just broke into his house and now he's literally just going to go and do his glaucoma surgery that was probably scheduled like glaucoma surgery isn't emergency surgery. She tells Kyle in that scene he has glaucoma and he had surgery for his glaucoma. So it's likely that he probably already had the glaucoma surgery already scheduled and just it just happened to be the day after the burglary happened and they were probably like, you probably need a rest. And he was like, no, I'm just going to go and get my surgery done. I don't remember my name anyway. So police reports, there was a police report and I 
I showed that on the fucking Instagram too. There was a police report because that's how the press picked up on it. That's where page six found it was in the police report from January 22nd. The officer that investigated that was called onto the scene, he even recently did an interview and was like, yes, I was the officer that came on the scene. Yes, there was a police report. Um, I was. He said that he contacted Tom's brother, who was ultimately the one that came down, obviously because Eric couldn't come down. That's why she sent her son down there. She also missed the call, so it would make sense that she wouldn't be the first person to go down there, and that's why they had to contact the brother. Um, he said that there were no injuries. I don't remember anybody, Erica or the police officer or the original police report ever saying that there were injuries other than the fact that somebody broke in and Tom happened to have surgery the next day. Like when we break apart the story, like this story actually sounds like it checks out. Maybe it was a little exaggerated. I didn't want it to be true. Listen, I did not want this story to be true. I wanted this to be the smoking gun that I was finally like, yes, you know what, you guys, she's a liar and she lied about it all. We're still not there. We still haven't gotten that. Jeannie, you are amazingly good at all of this. At all of what? Listen, all I do is is Google and find facts and present them. People think that that's groundbreaking, but it's really not. We all have the opportunity to do that. The unfortunate part is there are so many other people with other platforms that aren't doing that. They can do that, but they aren't doing that. The Ding Dong Ditch story, like I said, Kimberly... Archie was on the Juicy Scoop podcast and she broke down the, the the ding dong ditch story. She confirmed it. She actually detailed it. It sounds like Erica really exaggerated it um, a lot. But again, when we tell stories to people, especially when we're going through a hard time and we want people to like have sympathy for us. Yeah, of course we exaggerate things. That doesn't make it right. But yeah, love your fairness. Thank you, Sammy. I look at I tried to be fair. Some people think that my fairness is in defense of Erica. Okay, let's do a couple of quick bad shout outs and then I'll get to some of your questions. Okay. Um, oops, no, I don't want lives. Where are oh, badges here? Badges. Let's do badges. Badge time and then I have to meet my mother for a, a drink. Thank you, Lee Easton, for the three badges. Rescued Boris. Thank you for the three badges. Rescued Boris, your Liddy City tank top will be coming to you very soon. Um, uh, Suki, hey Suki, Dinton, 2018, three badges, love it. Chrissy, 37X, three badges. Wow, that seems to be like the common theme. You guys are just doing the three badges straight up now. I love it. Thank you, Chrissy. Hi, Keisha G0628. What's going on, Keisha? How's it going, girl? Thank you for the three badges. Love you, Crystal. Crystal, we missed you in book club this week. Are you are you one of the ones that's trolling me on on? YouTube. That's why you didn't do book club this week. We missed you, girl. Gossip in a glass ended up winning. But you were a solid champ for a good minute. Thank you for the three badges, Crystal. Carly. Hey, Carly, girl. ML. What's going on, Carly? Thank you for the three badges. Cassie. Cassie, Sue, David. All three names. I love every one of them. Thank you for the three badges. Jessica Schaefer, two badges. Thanks so much, boo. Love you, Jessica. My boy, Ollie. Ooh, my boy, Ollie, is always blowing up the DMs with some hot takes, and I love it. Thank you, my boy, Ollie. Three badges plus one, so a total of four badges. Yes, love it. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, thank you. Suki sending love from Dallas. Yes, thank you, Suki. 
you're witty and have an amazing gift of gab. Aw, thank you, Jeannie. It's always good to be fair and do your research. Thank you, Sailor. Sue, thank you, Sue. Ooh, Sue is always, Sue gives me the tea, you guys. Sue is always up in the DMs and she's like, did you see what Ronald Richards posted now? Book club. Uh, book club we do live every Tuesday night. This We're currently breaking down Erica Jane's book. Again, for people that are new, you don't have to buy the book if you don't want to buy the book. I literally have the copy and I recap it for all of you guys so you can get the details from the book if you don't want to buy it and read it yourself. I will read it for you. I will mother goose you to sleep every Tuesday night here live on Instagram. It's also rebroadcast on the YouTube, youtube.com slash JustPlainZach. Okay, any questions? Because I do have to head out um, and go see my mumsy. Um, okay, we do have questions. Do you think Garcelle plays victim? Um... I think Garcelle knows the assignment and Garcelle like fulfills that. So I think she knows when to be shady. She knows when to throw jabs and she knows when to play the victim because she knows it's going to be good for the show. I think she's smart. Why do you think Marlo has never gotten a peach? I think um, from what I've heard, it's because she has a really bad criminal past and there are like a lot of like issues as to why they don't want to give her a peach. Um, she is also very thirsty. It's very Kim D vibes. Kip D is never going to get a, a peach because she wants it too badly. Same reason Danielle never got another peach. Liability and, you know, they get a little too thirsty. Um, what do you think about Be about what Bethany said? Did it make you think differently about Erica? We broke down the Bethany stuff at the top of the live. Um, did it change my mind about Erica? No, because I heard... Bethany talked about this in the, the Money magazine back in 2018 that a lot of housewives live beyond their means. And I think, you know, it doesn't really give us anything new other than the fact that she had told Andy Cohen and Kyle about it. But again, that's not really anything new other than the fact that Erica was living beyond the means of what was coming in. She was spending more than what was coming in. And I don't think that's really anything new necessarily. Uh, Chrissy, what did you think of PK's comments about the ding dong ditch? I have to admit, I laughed so hard. A bit of levity. It was funny. It was funny and it was enjoyable, but I was also kind of like disappointed, I guess, from a friend perspective in Kyle and Dorit because they were kind of like, it was funny to see. Like, I love a Mauricio high moment. Give me Mauricio high all the time. But in the sense, to me, it was unfortunate because you see Kyle trying to be like, Eric, I'm a good friend. I'm defending you and da, 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 da. And then you see her cackling with Doree and PK and Mauricio and laughing about the situation. So I was kind of like, mm, that does make you look a little uh, shady, but you know, it was fun. It was funny. There was a good lighthearted levity, just like Kathy Hilton on the floor with the dog. I love all that. Uh, don't feel like Garcelle throws jabs, though. She's straight up and she says how she feels. When I say that she says jabs, I think she's a lot shadier in her confessionals. And a perfect example of her throwing a jab is she named her fish Kyle and Dorit. It's great. Great for the show. I said it at the top of the season. I fucking loved it. I thought it was hilarious, but it's still a bit of a jab. Um, okay. Any closing thought? Oh, we have two more questions that just came in. Do you believe Erica and Kyle are feuding? I don't think they're feuding. I think Erica's probably hurt by Kyle based on the things she's seen on the show recently. I don't think that they're feuding. I don't think Kyle has the stamina for a feud, you know? Um, isn't it different for Erica to know he was taking loans? Stealing from victims is very different. Yeah, I agree. One thing and... It's one thing to know your like husband's a little behind on some bills and taking out some loans, you know, that's one thing. 
to know that the money that he has coming in is coming from orphans and widows. That's a whole other thing. Uh, bull and bull and brush hair. Do you think Dorit always throws jabs at Gerstel to stay relevant? Probably. I mean, I think they all throw jabs at each other. I think Dorit knew like she needed to kind of jump into some of the drama, especially since she walked away from the beef with Kyle at the be- earlier in the season. And she was like, I need to do something. Oh, she knows how to be shady for sure. Yes, she does. Uh, Kathy, 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 Kathy. Do you think Rinna's Mia Culpa on Watch What Happens Live is legit? Um, what do you mean? So I think enjoy your mama time and drinks. Thank you. I will. Um, when it comes to Rinna on Watch What Happens Live, she says that she heard the story of the car flipping over and the accident and Tom's bur- house getting burglarized that morning. So after Erica got the call from LAPD and called her son, she called Rinna, detailed that story to Rinna. So Rinna said, like, I have no other choice but to believe it. Do you think don't you think Rinna is a hypocrite? I think she is being hypocritical, yes. But also to that same note, because I, I feel like we were having this conversation maybe on Tuesday or maybe it was an after party live that we were doing. I don't remember, but I remember this coming up at some point about Rinna. Oh, I think it was in this week's episode with Adam and Jason um, about Rinna and how she was very much own it with a lot of the other cast members. But if you go back, all the cast members that she had that contention with she wasn't on good terms with. She wasn't on good terms with Yolanda or Lisa Vanderpump or, you know, Doree. Like when she had those moments, she wasn't close to them and she didn't, she wasn't friends with any of them where I think she's actually friends with Erica. Um, what do you think about Erica's mom's tweets? Oof, oof, oof. It reminded me of Audrina Patridge's mother back when The Hills was originally on and the mom would like get drunk and talk to TMZ on the streets of LA and she'd be like, Lauren Conrad is a bitch. Great. Gave me those vibes. And I was like, my mother at one point better, you know, make better make a fool of herself in honor of me. One day. The bomb she dropped on Jen, Heather Gay on Watch What Happens Live. Oof. Yes, my jaw did drop. We broke that down on Monday's podcast episode. All right, guys, we are reaching the one hour mark. I do have to hop off. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. So we're not going to do after party tonight. Maybe we'll do it later tonight. Maybe we'll do one tomorrow on my personal account. We'll see. Maybe we'll do one tomorrow night. Um, But thank you guys for tuning in. Book Club is every Tuesday. We're doing Erica Jane's book. We go live every Thursday, both at 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. New podcast episodes come out every Monday and Wednesday on the podcast. You can follow my personal account at Just Plain Zach. You can follow the podcast here at Just Pl- at No Filter with Zach and get my wine at nofilterwine.com. Love you guys. Thank you for a great night. Hi, Anna Paz. Get Liddy City. Oh, you know I'm going to get Liddy City. Haven't seen mom's tweets yet. Oh, they're on the Instagram account. So go on the Instagram account and you'll see all of the mom's tweets. Oof, it's feisty. Love you guys. Enjoy your night. Slide into my DMs, boys, if you're single. Maybe I'll send you a nude tonight. All right, good night. Bye.